right, well, good evening. 6 p.m. here at Radio Free Brooklyn and Resonance FM in the UK. That means you're about to start listening to Sitting with Jan Luca. And um, yes, and also it is Sunday. <laughs> no, it is Sunday in the UK, but it's Wednesday here in Brooklyn, which means it is happens to be Dave Van Ronk's. 85th birthday and you're in for a special treat actually a kind of an insider's treat in the um 1960s there was a folk revival it has been written to death about it is a folk revival that a whole ton of musicians came out of pete seeger was sort of around kicking around he was already quite established but there was Peter, Paul and Mary. There was a, a, a whole slew of uh, folk musicians, including one guy from Minnesota called uh, Robert Zimmerman, Zimmerman, who became Bob Dylan, had his 80th birthday a few days ago, as we have all been told. <laughs> and But, you know, all those people gravitated around one particular character that was a little bit older than them. He And he was experienced. And he was a phenomenal... He was actually part of the kicking around the Greenwich Village in the 50s. And he really sort of was the mountain around which all these folk people gravitated and that was dave van ronk uh bob dylan wrote about him in his book actually he was the only person in his book just about that he was nice about time and time again wrote, wrote about him a few times in chronicles and um so we're celebrating it today because today dave van ronk would have been 85 he's passed away sadly uh, but sitting with me is a really special guest i'm very very excited david massingill who was david van dave van ronk's confidant and they were taught together and played together and uh, they're, he, he's a songwriter as well and um um david massingill um comes out of you know there was sort of a second folk revival new york city folk revival um in uh, in new york and that was around the 80s and that sort of gravitated around uh jack hardy a songwriter i'm over generalizing this uh david massingill is going to correct me if i made a mistake but he is a, a, a wonderful songwriter in his own right and uh david is sitting with me today and we're going to just celebrate dave van ronk and um I, i'm thrilled to have someone that really toured with him and and played music with him and knew him for many 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 years so i'm going to bring David Massingill, who's sitting with me, up to the mic in a second. But just to warm things up, and, you know, there's going to be a, a Spotify playlist because it's a ridiculous premise to play, uh, to really get into the life of, of Dave Van Ronk. But we can at least just talk about him scratch the service. So I'm just going to play sections of songs. There will be a sitting with Gianluca playlist on Spotify. If you want to know more about either artist, you can do so by reaching me on Instagram. Sitting with GT. Uh, I answer to everything. And uh, all right. So that is it from me for the next few minutes. And then I'm going to bring up my guest. I'm going to start by playing. Yes. I'm going to start by playing Dave Van Ronk. And this is one of the things that made him... Well, you just listen to yourself and how thrilling this is. This is Dave Van Ronk. This is a song he wrote himself, and it's called Sunday Street. dollar, not a nickel, not a penny to my name. I'm the king of Tap City and I'm out of the game. A nickel up, a nickel down, another nickel gone. Ain't got a nickel left to carry me on. If I ever get back on my feet, I'll move from Saturday alley up to Sunday Street. Get 
got a paradise that makes me seven all the time. I'm gonna be living on chicken and wine. I want caviar, four star, and Johnny Walker Black. Six pretty women in my gold Cadillac. Gonna move where the living is sweet. From Saturday alley up to Sunday street. Feeling well from drinking King Kong liquor and cheap muscatel, but a little taste of bourbon and breakfast in bed. Six million dollars can raise the dead, just me and the other elite. Raising high class hell up on Sunday Street. And uh, that's wonderful because uh, we just, it just so happens that David Massingill is sitting with me today here uh, and, uh, sitting with Jan Luca for Dave Van Ronk's 85th birthday salute. Oh, David, thank you so much for sitting with me. This is. I'm pleased. Yes. Be here. <laughs> thank you. You know, no, this is a thrill for me because I've I, uh, been a fan for I, one of the reasons I moved to America because mm-hmm. I heard him in Italy. I saw him play in Italy, as a matter of fact. And I thought, I just want to walk down one of the streets that he used to walk down. And uh, and that's one of the reasons I came here. But yeah. um, but in my introduction, before we move on to the, mm-hmm. the birthday boy, uh, in my introduction, I sort of put you as because as, you're at this point like a veteran folk artist songwriter. Um, sure. Um, you. So I sort of introduced you as coming out of there was a another folk scene that happened in the eighties, fast folk. Uh, but I'm not entirely accurate. I, am no, I in- you're, you're right. Uh, a lot of people said it was over, 
you yeah. know, with that first group, and that's all there's going to be. But there were a lot of us that grew up on that that were 10 years younger. Uh-huh. And we just said, no, there's, it's it's still happening. Okay. <laughs> no, it wasn't happening big time. It was happening. Yeah. And there were still clubs. Folk City was still there. Uh, the other end was still there. Uh, the bottom line, um, there was a club that opened up, Kenny's Castaway. Yeah. Another club that opened up, uh, Speakeasy. Yeah. All sorts of things uh, were still in motion and and some of the veterans would come around odetta would come around dave van ron would mm. come down and you know he'd you know he'd have a few drinks and might even uh you know go and he'd like give you some razz and stuff but it was an honor to be razzed by dave van ron <laughs> yeah uh, uh, cliff eberhardt told me he was playing at the uh the other end and dave was in the audience and uh, he did a cliff did a did a somebody else's song you know it was a famous song and David, uh, Dave just like came up and he said, that's the way to do a cover. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so Cliff said it was one of the proudest moments of his life that Dave said that in such a dramatic way. Dave was a dramatic. Right. Uh, my first meeting with Dave was uh, at the bottom line uh, the week before. Um, Dave um, Bromberg had heard me sing at a hoot. Right. Uh, Eric Franson was back and me yeah. and he they were well, i'm gonna say yeah. what a hoot is if you do hoot me mean a hoot nanny which 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 believe in the vernacular for people that don't under a certain age mm-hmm. <laughs> means means basically like a hang a guitar pole a hangout among songwriters right and musicians yeah yes. everybody gets a song or yeah, two, yeah. three two or three songs or whatever mm-hmm. uh and uh, uh, eric franson was playing guitar behind me he whispers in my ear uh, Dave Bromberg's here, uh, play Fairfax County, so uh, he'll love it. So I did it, and Dave bought us all beers the rest of the night, and he ah. said, I'm playing the bottom line. Hey, bring that thing that you play, which was a mountain dulcimer. Bring that thing to the bottom line and uh, come to the bed, come to the dressing room. And uh, so I was, I was just thrilled. I go there, and <clears throat> there's Dave Van Ronk and Tom Paxton um, right. with uh, Dave the, Bromberg. Oh, wow, yeah, and three Brom- heavy hits. And yeah. Bromberg says, play that song, play that song. Which was on the road to Fairfax County, uh-huh. and the uh, one we're listening to now, right? Yeah. Okay. And uh, after I finished it, uh, it was command performance, you know. And uh, Dave said, "Kid, I think we're going to get along. Can you drive?" <laughs> uh, he, <laughs> that's Dave Van Ronk. That's Dave, Dave Van Ronk. Yes, he, yeah. he didn't have a driver's license. He didn't know how to drive. Right. And grew up in the Brooklyn, whatever. So uh, I became his driver for several tours. And we went touring and uh, all across the country. And uh, I was able to, uh, I'd be his opening act or he'd insert me into his show for a song or two. He'd play the festivals. He'd try to get me onto a workshop stage. Uh, it was really uh, something. And I was able to see the way his techniques, the way he would do his, uh, a couple of his songs. He didn't feel the pressure to write songs because there were so many good songwriters out there. Right. He thought Joni Mitchell was the best of all of them. Mm-hmm. Of course, he thought highly of Bob Dylan, and um, and he even recorded uh, a couple of Bob's songs and uh, had some funny stories about him. And, uh, but he was a giant. I, I did a whole record where in tribute to him, um, which I wish they had on Spotify. Apparently, they missed it. Uh, <laughs> it's on Gadfly Records. It's called Dave on Dave. Right. But I did eighteen of his songs. I wrote three in tribute to him. And I, in my notes, I wrote uh, that Dave was, uh, uh, what was he? He was, uh, well, I forget. Well, well, you know, you, you know, David. If we get through this hour without screaming at each other, maybe you can come back and you can we can do a, a feature on you. Yeah, but uh, something but, like yeah. that. Um, but well, Dave was he was like Stay tuned, folks. Yeah, yeah. I, I I had it here a second ago. I said something about he was Zeus and somebody well, else all rolled up into one. Well, you uh, know, with moonshine with moonshine for breakfast. Oh yeah, something along that. Yeah, uh, yeah. Along, but I just thought the world of Dave and. Uh, and I learned so much from him, and uh, he, he just. Uh, he, and the thing was, he thought a lot of the of us, the new people that had come along, uh-huh. and he admired our, what we did. And yeah. I thought, wow, is Dave Van Ronk admiring what I do? And that was awful sweet. Yes, because he was. He, he's he's not 
a marquee name, but he's behind many marquee names because mm-hmm. from from pretty much the get-go, even when he was quite young, he was still older than the other people around him. Mm-hmm. And he did have a sort of mentor sort of vibe to yeah, him, he, right? He's he about was, five years older than the Bob Dylan's and, the, and, yeah, the, and so forth. Yeah, and, and he'd been in the Navy yeah. and he'd sort of traveled and he yeah. was very, very well read, yes. Bob, I mean, he really, yeah, Bob, let um, me read something about yeah, what, yeah, what Bob, uh, this, absolutely, Bob's yeah. book uh, is called A Chronicles. He has Dave, four big sections just on Dave and he writes, sometimes I'll read them on on stage and I get choked up I can hardly finish it 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 just moves me so much because Bob uh, he admires artists he admires Herman Melville Mm -hmm. he admires that's one great thing about Bob Dylan is he he's such a student of uh, of literature and and great artists he admires them and you can see he's incorporated into his thing anyway he was he had been trying to introduce himself to Dave when he first came up and Dave was playing the gaslight, and he couldn't get in there yet. He was like, this is like right at the beginning. And he was hanging out at Izzy's, uh, uh, Izzy Young's place. Right. And so I'm going to read a little section about the first time he met Dave. And yeah. and he's just like, he's been not stalking him, but he's been seeing him around. He's been too shy to introduce himself. But now he finds an opportunity. Here we go. One winter day, a big burly guy stepped in off the street. He looked like he'd come from the Russian embassy, shook the snow off his coat sleeves, took off his gloves and put them on the counter, asked to see a Gibson guitar that was hanging up on the brick wall. It was Dave Van Ronk. He was gruff, a mass of bristling hair, don't give a damn attitude, a confident hunter. My mind went into a rush. There was nothing between the man and me. Izzy took the guitar down and gave it to him. Dave fingered the strings and played some kind of jazzy waltz, put the guitar back on the counter. As he put the guitar down, I stepped over and put my hands on it and asked him at the same time, how does someone get to work down at the gaslight? Who do you have to know? It's not like I was trying to get buddy-buddy with him. I just wanted to know. Van Ronk looked at me curiously, was snippy and surly asked if I did janitor work. I told him, no, I didn't, and he could perish the thought. But could I play something for him? He said, sure. I played him, nobody knows you when you're down and out. Dave liked what he heard and asked me who I was and how long I'd been in town. Then said I could come down about eight or nine in the evening and play a couple of songs in his set. That's how I met. Dave Van Ronk. Oh. <laughs> uh, there's several other sections where he talks about him. And, and Dave uh, recorded uh, several, a couple of his songs. One on his last record, he did Buckets of Rain. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, also on one of his Philo records, he did... Um, Oh, uh, song to Woody. Song to Woody. So why don't we play a little yeah, bit? Of let's that. play you... a little bit of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's yeah, yeah. beautiful. Uh, it's it's lovely the way he yeah. does it. So. Now I'll tell you a little story about that after the thing. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah. I'm out here, a thousand miles from my home. Walking the road. Many men have gone down Seeing your world Your places and things Princes Peasants Paupers and kings song about a funny old world it's coming along it's sick it's hungry and it's tired and torn and it looks like it's dying and it's 
hardly been born Hey, hey, Woody Guthrie, but I know that you know The things I'm saying and many times more I'll say them again Just can't say enough Cause there's not many men Done the things that you've done Ooh, Yes you know, Dave, yeah, Dave does Bob. That's Dave Van Ronk singing Bob Dylan's first song. That was Bob's first that song was, he wrote. Yeah, that was right off yeah. of the Dylan first album. Yeah. And 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 and, and it's he, you know, Dave Van Ronk played space so remarkably well. Oh, he would slow things down. He would do them, you know, leisurely. He yeah. would do it exactly yeah, 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 how yeah. you breathe. Yeah. I uh, oh man, and, and the thing is, he would talk occasionally. Uh, on our tours, he talked about Bob and other people. Joni, he thought was the best. He thought uh, Tom Paxton and uh, Phil Oaks mm-hmm. were up there, uh, yeah. and of course Bob was. And, and he admired Bob for going out on a bus to see Woody Guthrie out at the, uh, at the place where they uh, uh, he Josie, was, he, yeah, the uh, he had hunting in Korea, and <laughs> it was like, and. It, he said that Bob would like say, "Hey, why don't you come with me? We'll see Woody Guthrie." And Dave always turned him down. No, no, I'm, I'm fine. Ah. Uh, but he admired that Bob would like do that. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. so, and then also Dave would like the way he would um, treat people of the new generation. He was talking one night about Bob's things, what he liked about him, and he casually said, "You know what I like about your things?" And he started talking about. Me. Then he went right back to Bob. Uh-huh. You know, and this is Bob did this, and and then he came back to me, and like he could see I was starting to like swim in this praise, and he's he looked at me and he goes, "No, you're not as good as him." You know, I laughed the same laugh, and. You know, it was like, uh, but it was sweet to be, you know, yeah. back and forth to hear that kind of you, you, thing from Dave. You know, I'd like to bring so- something up as well about, I just should say, in case anyone's just sort of dropping in right now, you are uh, listening to Sitting with Jan Luca here at Radio Free Brooklyn mm-hmm. and Resonance FM 104.4 on your radio dial. I'm Jan Luca. I will be sitting with you till 7 p.m. Sitting with me is David Massengill, um, uh, veteran song, songmeister, I suppose, at this point. And we are talking about Dave Van Ronk, uh, one of the mountains of folk music, uh, on his eight, what would have been his 85th birthday. And, um, and, you know, David, I, I was thinking, um, because we're talking about Dave Van Ronk and Bob Dylan, and it's sort of, um, the old guard, a new guard in as much that uh dave most folk musicians uh, of a certain era in the folk revival would uh would discover would be song miners and they would find songs i'm thinking like the new lost city ramblers mm-hmm. and they would sort of find vintage songs and uh, bring them up and resuscitate them and then dave van ronk sort of came from that but he took it a step further he would find these songs and he would he would resuscitate them and he would sort of reinterpret them really i mean no one he would rearrange songs on the guitar he was able to bring a to make a 60 year old song current he did this in a very phenomenal way we might talk about that later but he wasn't he still didn't come from he still was the generation of a folk musician as an interpreter rather than a songwriter and bob dylan was the i suppose the big bang where folk musicians were their own song in the same way that the beatles started bob bands dylan playing. bob dylan was the dis, the destroyer of tin pan alley yes the way the beatles were the dis, destroyer. Dis, yes yeah. yes yeah yeah yeah, yeah. And bob came along and they said wait a minute he's not just covering one or two yeah, like, yeah. that on that first record he's like all oh, they're all what's going on here and then the and then everything else was exploding and so forth yeah. Well, you know, so, it's like uh-huh. it, it's uh, it's the way music is, and oh, uh, suddenly, yeah. suddenly, people are going, "Oh, we can do that." And the thing is, when you you can do that, you yeah. can write uh-huh. a lot of songs if you just put your mind to it. And 
they can be good yeah. and they can sound old oh absolutely. that's the one yeah, thing yeah, yeah. that i found i went wow this sounds old yeah and uh so i knew it was pretty good if it sounded old uh, and i always i always thought that was one of the great things and and, and listener we, we, i'm we're going to myself uh, uh, and david massengill who's sitting with me right now we're going to compile a nice little spotify playlist uh it'll be um sitting with Gianluca Dave Van Ronk something like that <laughs> so look for that under the sitting with Gianluca Spotify playlist we're going to compile a, a nice Spotify playlist of, shall we list uh, some uh, songs right well, now well, that we yes, might do yeah absolutely well well no let's just put that on the but I, <laughs> I I said that to say this is that um he he was able to dig up an old song and make it sound very current whether it was Blind Blake's song from the 30s he made it sound like a Dave Van Ronk song from the 60s yeah right I oh mean, I I remember uh, when he did somebody else not me and he added yeah. his own verse oh uh, and that was a you know that was a fabulous song it's so funny i used to bend over laugh and just laugh my head off i we would go to these festivals and he would seem to do that in his set he would be playing for you know in small workshops but yeah. also for five thousand people when he was on the main stage and he would do uh, somebody else not me and i would just laugh my head off and i said who was that guy Oh, he, I'm gonna, he would tell me the whole history of it. And, uh, uh, oh, so what was, um, well, I'm going to play a little bit, and then we might not get to the verse you're referring to, okay, but ju- just, so, just so someone knows. <laughs> the first verse is fabulous. Okay, here it comes. Oh, that, that's a different one. Ah, here it comes. Okay, here. Uh, actually, this rather speaks well about Dave Van Ronk's um, ability to play space as well, I think. So anyway, yeah. here it comes. Some situation where he can achieve such fame That folks acclaim the very mention of his name A circus played our town one day And three Bengal tigers got away The manager looked straight at me Said, here's your opportunity Somebody has got to go and get those cats Somebody has got to go. Our tiger man is sick in bed. So uh, put on your hat and coat. That's what the man said. The man who brings them back alive. A hero is going to be. It's a wonderful chance. For somebody, somebody else, not me. <laughs> yes, um, uh, and that song was a song I think a vaudeville song, perhaps. Yeah, Bert Williams, uh, okay. who was a black entertainer. Uh, he had a partner, right. and uh, <clears throat> they were both. Um, uh, they would do vaudeville type things, and they were huge stars. Bert Williams, he was a huge star. Okay. And so he had some big star things, and he'd even be in, uh, you know, on Broadway and so forth. Yeah. He, he he transcended the color line, is that I guess they say, because he was such a huge star. And that was. I, I, sorry, David, you were going to say something about the song, and I totally interrupted your thought process. Well, well I, you were going to say. Uh, yeah. uh, well, the next verse is about a poker game, and of okay. course, somebody is. Uh, oh, is that coming up now? That, that he, well, up? he's. You know, that's fine. You know, and then he does his verse. He Dave wrote a verse about being in World War II, and he's got to charge that hill. It's got to be, and he goes, it's somebody else, not me. So, uh, And there's a line. Can I say the line, or you want to say the line? I love this line. You so say it. I'll say it. Okay, and I might fluff it up, in which case you can throw something at me. But uh, uh, it goes something to the effect of he, he runs up. He's got to run up the hill and throw himself on a grenade or something. And he said, this is a wonderful uh, opportunity for you to live in history. And he goes, I'd rather live in Hackensack. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> got to be somebody else, not me. Yeah, it's got to be somebody else, not me. Yeah. And and that's a wonderful. I'm glad you picked that one because that sort of rather speaks to the way that he, that it. This sounds like a Dave Van Ronk song. First of all, the storytelling is magnificent. He's he's really telling you a story and drawing you in yeah. to the space that he's created. Well, Dave told me about this fellow Bert Williams, so I started to study. And Dave told me that he was just about to record no, uh, a nobody. 
Mm. Nobody, but somebody else that did that type of thing recorded it on one of his big records. And uh, so Dave said, ah, I can't do that because somebody else did it. So, And nobody, you know, is, uh, yeah. that's a famous song that, that's from that era. And there was actually a third song that was sort of in this same genre Oh. Of uh, you know somebody's gonna go steal that chicken or something like that, oh. chicken roost and so forth. And okay, somebody's gonna get taken to jail. And so anyway, I studied this guy, Bert Lee. I said, "Who is this guy? I've got to, I got to find out about it." So there's a, like a three CD set that I got, and, uh, and I found these all three songs, and they're all wonderful. wonderful uh-huh. And they're, they're totally. Maybe we'll put the original also on the Spotify oh, playlist, so because yeah. it's good that that you get an idea of where how. Dave Van Rock's brain works. Right well, he now. wanted to give somebody else the space to the, yeah. do the Nobody song, and which a lot of people have covered this right, Nobody right, right. song. Um, oh, Nobody Knows You When You're Down and Out? No, 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 no it's a Nobody. Uh, okay. ah. uh, somebody's uh, going to, you know. Ah, I'm no gonna, matter, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Sorry, we'll, uh, that we'll was get, a left, left field question. doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Uh, but it was, I'm trying to remember the fellow's name. He's very famous. Yeah. Uh, but uh, Dave... I I have a question to ask. So you were so how many years did you know Dave Van Rock? And how long were you his? You were his driver, right? So you yeah, have lots 19, of stories. Nineteen eighty, um, and we just you know oh. we drove across country and uh, like a couple of decades. Does that make it a couple of decades that you uh, were kicking around together? Uh, yeah, I mean, well, it started about nineteen eighty. Okay, and uh, yeah. and so only he uh, passed in what two thousand and and Dave was also somebody yeah. that I. Uh, uh, you know, he, I, I, he taught me how to smoke a cigar, how to clip the little thing, oh, how to right, right, wet, yeah, how, how yes. to wet the thing, you know. And yeah, so yeah, Dave yeah. would always, uh, he taught me the proper way to do cigars. Uh, and so that was like a whole thing because it was such a, a civilized way. You know, you'd have a whole hour. A good cigar can last an hour yeah, if you yeah, do it yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, I remember what time we went into on the West Coast. Any time he had a tour, he'd go up into Canada and he'd have them send a Canadian uh, no, Cuban cigars to him. They knew a way to get through the mm-hmm. thing, even though it was illegal. Yeah. They knew a way. So he'd have a whole big thing of them sent. So he says, there's three sizes. Let's go. So, so we spend a whole afternoon one time. Uh, the, he bought two, a pair of three different sizes. And so we went into three different bars, and we sit there for an hour each time smoking the cigars. And the largest one was the El Presidente, which I knew that's the one he was going to settle on. <laughs> and sure enough, that's the one he sent back to him. But anytime Dave would call up, why don't you come over and, you know, have a have some wine or something. And I'd always go there and say, Dave, can you give me a, a you got a cigar for me? So he'd always have a cigar for me. Ah, uh, so. You know, I, I so um, I'm gonna have uh, okay. So I um, met him a few times. I used to see him play whenever I could, and uh, I met him a few times. I went over to his house once that was full of books on Sheridan Square. Oh yeah, and uh, yeah, and he drank me. Well yeah, he drank me under thirteen tables. I'm uh-huh. still hungover actually. But I, I remember one time he told me a story about one of his drivers. Oh gosh, it might have even been you. Yeah. <laughs> well, I first met him in the early mid midish eighties, probably. But could um, have been. Uh, but anyway, um, and I'm going to get my geography wrong. Um, so let's say from New York, he was doing a gig in Philadelphia, and he was driving or being driven to Philadelphia. What's a town between here and Philadelphia? I can't. I can't Trenton. Trenton. That'll do. Okay. So let's say Trenton. Princeton. You know. Yeah. Let's say Trenton for the sake of the story, because I don't remember the two. Mm. So the. the his his driver slash road manager um, um, would rent a car and he would rent it. So they were doing, say, a gig in Trenton, which is before Philadelphia, but he would rent it to Philadelphia. And then so, when they got to Trenton, <laughs> the, the, the driver slash road manager would pop open the hood of the car go into the car and pull out, pull things out and then call the car company. <laughs> And really angry, but they were in Trenton. That's actually where the gig was. Uh, he would then call the car rental, really angry, and uh, say that the car had had clapped out on them, and they were stranded in Trenton. Oh, that was smart. <laughs> it was. I'm not smart enough to have done that. <laughs> All right. Yes. Conveniently, they broke down right yeah. outside the gig, and they'd get free rental. Yes. You know, <laughs> that wasn't you then. Huh? No. When when Dave, I remember when Dave passed away i i got the call and it was just so it was just it just sh- shook me to the to the very uh nth bone um i started playing uh 
Candyman on uh, on the dulcimer, and eventually I did a whole CD in in uh, in honor of him, Dave on Dave, and uh, I, his wife Andrea said, "Oh, I found Dave a cigar in the refrigerator. Here, here." And so I thought I assumed I had the last cigar, but actually the last cigars went to his uh, to a friend of his, uh, Pat. Uh, 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 Pat uh, Pascai, ah, the great oh, Pascai, who just passed away. Oh, who just away, passed away? Yes, who, uh, a few weeks ago. You know, uh, yeah. songs that made America famous and many other things, uh, and is mentioned in one of his songs. Oh, uh, yes. the Gaslight, Gaslight, right? Pascai. Yeah, uh, he was the legendary. And I even wrote a song about uh, Pascai oh. and Dave Van Ronk, um, oh. which I'd do some other time. Uh, but I took uh, on a tour Dave's cigar. I thought it would be a good time. I, somewhere along the line, uh, I said it's going to go bad if I don't smoke it soon. Yeah. So I, with uh, my friend, uh, I did a little tour, three nights uh, and three gigs, and we ended up in Michigan somewhere. And I, I, at the bar, I announced that I had Dave Van Ronk's last cigar, and I, you know, did it up, and everybody wanted a little puff on it. Oh. And so I shared it with everybody. We took it outside and went to this little park, and I found a little bush. It looked like it, the bush was about to, to turn into flame, uh, but I buried that little cigar out there, oh. so it gave it a nice burial. And it, later on, I found out it wasn't his last cigar. Pat Sky had his last cigar. Ah. But I thought I would read the lyrics to the song please, uh, of yeah, Dave Van Ronk's yeah. last cigar, and it tells you sort of how I feel about him and knew it i might break into the little melody but uh here it is dave van ronk was a good friend to me sharing many a bottle of wine and whiskey yes and we set free lightning bugs from a jar just before lighting dave van ronk's last cigar the great man took me under his wing he was larger than life with the wings of a king i know that whenever i see a falling star it's just the ash of Dave Van Ronk's last cigar. We took to the road, and he showed me the ropes. Never count the house, kid. Keep dreaming your hopes. And keep an eye open for the bizarre lessons I learned from Dave Van Ronk's last cigar. We traveled the land. Old friends came to greet. They called him the mayor of McDougal Street. Often we'd go out and close down the bar, but never stub out Dave Van Ronk's last cigar. He stood for a world that was kindly and just, and he held his own with a boss to be cussed, not to mention his gallantry in the boudoir, in the faint afterglow of Dave Van Ronk's last cigar. I asked Dave once how I could repay he said, just help someone else someday. So like a poor hobo riding a box car, I don't mind sharing Dave Van Ronk's last cigar. Know that for as long as I walk this earth, it will not be forgot what his life was worth. The songs that he played on his big guild guitar, I'll keep the flame for Dave Van Ronk's last cigar. I envy the roof that covered his head. I work in the garden that he once tread. I'll follow his footsteps no matter how far. You've not seen the last of Dave Van Ronk's last cigar. Oh, I'm going to let that hang in the air for a second. I couldn't find yeah. a way to sing it. Uh, uh -huh. I thought I better just... Yeah, yeah, you know. But anyway, I, I wrote oh. three songs about Dave okay. when I did my little uh, tribute to him. Yeah, and yeah. of all my records, uh, and I've known for my songs, of all my records, my favorite one is Dave on Dave, the one that's uh, a tribute to Dave. Yeah, uh -huh. I, I just learned, you know, House of the Rising Sun. I remember trying to learn his version of House of the Rising Sun, which is the one Dylan stole, right. which is the one that animals stole from Bob Dylan. So Dave used to tell this funny story. Um, uh, about well, that. So, oh yeah, you can talk about it. I'm, I'm going to dial it up. If yeah. you're going to talk about that, oh, we should. I'll just. Play do you it, have uh, the one that's on on air? Do you on have that one? air, I do have the one that's on air. Yeah, here it is. Yeah. Uh, and then you're going to tell us something about it. Yeah. Uh, oh, oh, cool. Yes, it's the very slow version. He worked this up late. 
Oh, right. Okay. He, re, he refashioned it late. You know, so. just, just before I play this, I have to just re- remind that if you've just tuned in, you are oh, 40-ish minutes into sitting with Jan Luca here at Radio Free Brooklyn and the Resonance FM 104.4 on your radio dial. I'm Jan Luca. I'll be sitting with you till 7. Sitting with me is, oh, yay, David Massingill, folk veteran, um, Dave Van Ronk, confidant and, and close friend uh, slash collaborator, uh, driver, uh, drinking companion, etc. And, um, yeah, and we're just paying tribute today on Dave Van Ronk's 80, what would have been his 85th birthday. Um, and if you, I should also have to say that we here at Radio Free Brooklyn in true folk singing tradition are completely flat, 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 broke, busted flat. So if you have any uh, jingly jangly, um, if you go to the RadioFreeBrooklyn.com website, there are donate buttons and oh, and nothing is too small, nothing is too big, but nothing is too small. You can do that through Amazon.com. There's a smile section. You can pick Radio Free Brooklyn as... Um, as your designated charity, not for profit to donate, and really we have no profit. Um, and or you can tell a friend, hit like, subscribe to a newsletter, download the app. There's ways that you can help us without having to pull out one nickel out of your pocket. But if you can pull out a nickel, we'll take it. <laughs> so um, and okay, so I'm going to play a little bit of House of the Rising Sun by Dave Van Ronk and uh, yeah and like that and then we'll say a couple of words let's see There is a house in New Orleans. They call the rising sun. It's been the Maybe one more verse after this. Oh, you yeah, played the second verse too? Okay. Well, I don't I think so. I'm one. She sews those new blue jeans And my daddy is drunkard Drinks down in Orleans. Oh yes. Isn't that amazing? That's yeah. a, the, the full version of that is eight over eight minutes long. It's and yet it's like this opera you just like yeah. it, it's so much slower than what he had originally done, which was you know, it's a regular three to four minute right. thing. And then everybody copied his version, the chord progression, so forth. And then then he used to get mad that, you know, this and that. So he, like one meatball, he stopped doing one meatball because everybody asked for it. They stopped um, doing this because, you know. But he worked it up again in the 90s. Uh, because so so um, the story as I know well you should be t- telling it but correct me if I if I'm wrong the um, 
Because House of the Rising Sun is an old song. No one really knows where it came from. Yeah, well, Bob Dylan, uh, uh, Woody Guthrie recorded it. So yeah, every, he didn't, he didn't you know, write it. Uh, no, he didn't I think write Led Belly no. used to yeah, sing yeah. it. Uh, yeah, and he it didn't was, write it either. So yeah, yeah, exactly. no, no, that's what I'm saying. No one knows where <laughs> yeah. this song came from. Yeah, and um, but but Dave Van Ronk sort of found it, I guess, possibly. Through well, he Woody. put a certain chord progression that everybody followed along. Okay, and then they, nobody had done that chord progression. You hear Woody Guthrie's. Uh, Chord progression, it's not the same. Doesn't give it the same, uh, you know. And, and here it is. Let me see if I can. Is this the one? No, this doesn't sound right. I don't want to run out of time, so I'll fade that one out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yes, the, I, anything, you, anything Dave, anything Dave, Dave did was yeah. so authentic. He made it his own, so it didn't matter who wrote it. Yes, it, it, but it was Dave Van Ronk singing it. He giving it to you. That was like he. It was his own, and that's one thing that Bob Dylan learned from him. That anytime you hear Bob Dylan steal something, so even when Bob steals a melody or a line, mm. or they say like. It doesn't matter because Bob makes it his own. He learned that. That's the biggest lesson he learned from Dave Van Ronk. Ah, to, 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 ah, yes. All right. Yes. Good artists borrow, great artists steal is the, I think, the, <laughs> the way the saying as goes. As long as you make it your own. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, and yeah, so yeah. It's so, it's so you, you know, the way. And so all these are like days. For- Be- because Bob Dylan had a very big, and Dave Van Ronk talked about this in his in his uh, biography, Elijah Wall's biography slash autobiography uh, yep. with Elijah yep. Wall. That um, so Dave Van Ronk had had a written did this guitar arrangement for this song, House of the Rising Sun, that was very successful. Actually, mm-hmm. a lot of people really it really turned heads. It really sort of, and uh, Bob Dylan heard it and uh, and lifted it, frankly, mm-hmm. <laughs> and nicked it, right. put it on his first record. Correct, yeah. that was on Dylan's first ever record, and um, and then everyone thought it was a Bob Dylan arrangement, yeah. which kind of pe- And then the irony is, is that then the animals lifted the Bob Dylan arrangement, and they then nicked it off Bob Dylan. And then, and then people would come up to Bob Dylan and, and say that he he borrowed the animals version. So yeah. I guess there's an so irony that gave there. Dave a big laugh he, like, when Bob complained to him. You know, uh, he had a big laugh over that. So, but he was, uh, but Dave Van Rock, I did he did he ever? I, I guess it's not something you can talk about. I suppose the art. I always thought Dave Van Rock's art was that he could really. He had a way of arranging songs um, that he, he he sort of did it way out of left field. He literally could turn a song inside out and make it his own. A song that was written maybe 60 years before he was even born, like Blind Blake's That'll Never Happen No More. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, it was written the, the, the few years before he was born. It was a 19th I don't know how he did it, but he did it. Oh, yeah. he did it. Okay, yes, it's not really something you can talk about, I guess. What's, just you know, if everybody knew how to, everybody could do it just by saying it, uh, that's one thing. Dave did it by hard work. I mean, he worked these things out. Maple tree dra- rag, maple you know, leaf. Ma- maple leaf rag, uh, uh, the entertainer. He he did both those uh, guitar arrangements of those rags, and those were quite something. And uh, he figured out the way to do it. He would he would craft. He he knew his craft. Oh right, yes. Uh, let's see. I'm gonna play. I'm gonna play a bit of Maple Leaf Rag. Does Why that not? Make sense? Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. that's a, g- a good one. Now, this is him. How he arranges a Scott Joplin song uh, by ear. Uh, here it goes. All right. Let's see. Uh, let's see if I'm good at this Fandangle equipment. Ah, turns out I am.
Dave Van Rock mm. arranged. Dave does Scott, <laughs> right? Dave Van Rock does yeah. Scott Joplin, yeah. and I mean it's a wonderful just the way his mind works. Mm. Um, I, I always thought it, 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 the great. I keep talking about him in in, in terms of him creating space. You know, he yeah, that's a, a good way to describe what yeah, Dave did. He he's not really a, a, a great. He's not a, a chop jockey. He yeah. doesn't. He doesn't play lightning fast. He mm-hmm. can't play lightning. He never could play. You know, he doesn't know a zillion chords. But he has a very intelligent mind. Correct me if I'm wrong, because you knew him. No. I just listened to him. He had a a, a a very clever mind that could do an awful lot with very little. He could use chords, and his voice would like sell the song. He would like yeah. when he did both sides. Now he used a very simple chords for the uh, those uh verses and yet his his vocals sell yeah, the yeah. song and the, and that's i learned how to do that i finally learned a dulcimer version of that instead Ooh. of like playing the whole melody constantly uh, yeah. i said why don't i do the chords just like dave and then let my voice sell the song and let let and watch yeah, the yeah. way dave like the, his you said space yeah let the space sell the song i think that's a very astute yeah. Uh, observation on your part of, of the, the space of Dave Van Rock. Yeah, uh, when the first time I saw him, you know, I was a kid in Europe. I was 18. I was pretty stupid. I didn't really know who anybody was, except I heard this name probably mentioned in the name in the same breath as Dylan once, and he was playing in my in my tiny hometown. And I went over to see him, and I I was used to busy music, really, yeah. lots of instruments. Yeah. And then I and he just sort of sat there, and he took a few deep breaths and hit a chord and then took a few and he just spoke the songs very well we've been listening to you know he and and it's a very he had a center of gravity he was like a mountain on stage you'd listen to him yeah. if he just if, if he without him even saying anything you'd be fascinated by him. the lovely thing about being with dave on these tours is mm. I, I would go dave can you do can you do Stagalee tonight mm. and he said yeah yeah I'll, I'll put it in there and he always, whenever I asked him to do something, uh, both sides and now, which was like blew me away. I hope we can get both, a little bit of both of those. In oh, here. okay, yeah, we 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 could try that. Yeah, yeah. when we wrap up, let's see. Uh, yes, I think there is time. You know, I have a uh, something to because he he would he would take songs, uh, Candyman, for example, and add yeah. extra verses to yeah, them. and yeah. like in Candyman, that's also uh, <laughs> listener, that's going to be on the Spotify playlist, okay. the original and oh, the Dave Van be. Ronk version be. yeah. because Dave Van Ronk that adds an extra chorus to yeah. it, and it just fits, and yeah. it really does sound like. He he wrote it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He gives, oh. She gives him candy in the morning, candy all through the night. Ain't nobody. But he did that with another song that I think he never recorded. And I can ask you now if if you know. He did that with... Uh, oh, I've just pasted. <laughs> never mind. Oh, uh, ain't nobody's business if, if I do. What do you want to mess with me for? Let me drink my whiskey. Make, let me smoke my reefer. Uh, ain't mm. nobody's business if I do. I only saw him play, him play it once. And uh, I've never found a live. Uh, no, do you know anything about? Well, no. It sounds familiar. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah. I heard him do it. it. It's it's an old song. But, yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. Never mind. Um. But yeah, what an interpreter, and um, uh, and you got to listen to him do it uh, every. So did he? Um. How he was not. He didn't consider himself a songwriter. He he didn't write many. The right ones he wrote were really good, but he sure. didn't write many. Well, yeah. what's why not? What was his? Well, he felt point? like uh, his uh, strength was being able to play and sing songs uh-huh. and there were so many good songwriters why uh, you know why uh, put himself out he would waste all this time uh writing songs when he could uh, uh when he could like choose the best of the best yes yeah he wrote a song uh he went out with Joni mitchell and um and someone else famous um uh, that wrote uh, bird on the uh bird on the wire uh oh uh, great songwriter yes just passed away the piano um yeah bird, never mind bird on the wire uh what's yeah yeah name? yeah we're not the, the, well the, 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 i'm, come, I'm we at a certain age yeah well i uh, I, I, I my brain's at twice that certain age and, so uh, never mind we'll he get, woke he woke up and they had quite a few drinks and uh he woke up and uh he looks at this piece of paper it has eight uh, six verses and then he goes oh, i don't remember writing this song but it was in his songwriting and uh so he uh uh, he said, "Well, I'll just record it, and if either one of them uh, talk, you know, call me up and complain, I'll, you know, I'll t- I'll say they wrote it." Uh, but 
<laughs> and, and what you know, was that song? I'm, I can't remember. Oh, oh, that's right. That's what it was saying. The CD. <laughs> I I did record it though. But the, uh, let but, me see. But the songs that he wrote, uh, "Losers" is one of them. Uh, "Blood Red Moon" is at Sunday Street. We started the this uh, this um, salute off. Last the, call. Last call. That okay. Was the, that, that was the song. That's also going to be da, on. Da, I mean, da, 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 and use that old song that Dylan uh, oh, the melody too. And he found the yeah. lyrics to that song. No, he wrote the lyrics uh, and just didn't remember. Well, he, he thinks he, he wondered. Wrote. He wondered he if Joni Mitchell or who's <laughs> yes. that other very, 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 very famous on, the bird, bird on, on the wire. wire. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it'll come to us. Never mind. If we don't think about it, it'll pop into our heads. Oh, so but he couldn't remember whether he wrote it or not. So he just. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Last. Well, that's also going to be on the Spotify playlist, which um, I can't wait to compile. It's going to be fantastic. Um, and uh, Bird on the Wire. Let's see if we can smoothly look it up without. Uh, um, but so, but he he was. But my. I mean, I always wish that he'd written more because the songs that he wrote, and he didn't write many, are very, very, very good. We started off. Look, one he didn't Sunday feel street. he didn't feel a need. He yeah. said other people are, are yeah, doing songs. Yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. why should he? Why should he yeah. spend excess uh, time uh, doing that when he could like be learning something out? And yeah, he was absolutely right. He was, and when he wrote a song, it was fabulous and yeah. it was great. But he didn't want to. You know, he he saw too many people write too many bad songs yeah. too. So he didn't want to. When he had something good and he knew it was good, he did it, and it was always, you know, spot on. And like we yeah. mentioned before, he was of the generation of musician as interpreter. He came from the Tin Pan Alley generation, I suppose, right? Yeah. He he came from his his job was to interpret uh, cipher or or um, or um. well, if you have just tuned in, let me do a quick dime check, David, because I think we might have time. Yes, if you have just tuned both in, sides. both sides now. You want okay, yes. fine, uh, excellent. Yes, so if you have just tuned in, you've just missed sitting with Jan Luca. I am Jan Luca. I've been sitting with you till six. Since six, it's now seven p.m. Sitting with me today has been uh, veteran folk musician. Um, David Massingill and we have been doing a salute to an 85th birthday salute to Dave Van Ronk who would have been 85th today June 30th uh, very very happy um, and if you want to get in touch with me you can do so at sitting with GT on Instagram David Massingill do you have a website David Right. Yeah, uh, um, I, I don't know. Yeah, he doesn't. <laughs> but he's, you can find him on, uh, probably Dave Massengill. Well, on Facebook or somewhere else. I used to have a website. <laughs> <laughs> but David, I want to thank you so much for sitting with me and saluting Dave Van Rong. I'm thrilled to be doing this. Um, so thank you. What, what do you want us to play out with? It's your Both call. sides now. Both sides now. So here we go. And, ah, yes. All right. And, uh, listener, thank you. Thank mm-hmm. you, and thank you again for listening to me, and thank you, David, for sitting with me. This is uh, Joni Mitchell's favorite version of his ah, song, okay, her so song. Here it is. Uh, can't argue with Joni. Uh, both side now, Dave Van Rong. Happy 85th birthday. Yay. Flows of angels' hair, ice cream castles in the air, and feathered canyons everywhere. I've looked at clouds that way. Now they only block the sun. 